Welcome to Join the Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts, and as ever, here is your warning. We're going in spoiler heavy. No turning back now. So, before we go any further, though, you can win Game of Thrones swag. It's really simple to do. You just have to go to The Straits Times YouTube channel, find this video if you're not watching it already, go to the description, answer the question, it'll be about something that happens in this show, and you could win Game of Thrones swag, courtesy of HBO Asia. This week, I am again joined by the various emissaries from the Straits Times newsroom. They may not come from Westeros or Essos, but they may have passed by Yunos, and I'm using that line under the rule of repeat until funny. I am joined by S. Sakdaval, Melissa Heng, Olivia Ho, and Harianza Zadiman. Hello. 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 Wonderful. Now, those looking for action in episode two left sorely disappointed. This entire episode is preparation, a tease, if you like, for the giant battle that's definitely going to be coming in episode three. Fingers crossed. So, no major death so far, but that means that at least one person is going to cark it in the next episode. With that, let's play a little game of deaths. Grey Worm is a goner, 100%. Mm. Yeah, confirmed. No chance. Mm. They, because? They have, because? They have signalled it so so much and it's almost so ham-fisted in the way that they've done it. Mm. Number one was the conversation they had. And I think I felt that in itself was a dead sentence. Well, everyone was having conversations today because it's purely conversations <laughs> today. That's true. There was no action. Mm. It was all talk. Mm. But as far as it goes, in t- talking about, you know, TV tropes or movie tropes, the first person who plans to like, okay, after all this is over, I'm going to go to do this and go to do that. And especially if you make happy plans, I'm going to go to the beach. We will be with my people. Yeah. That's it. That's well, that, that it. was uh, Miss Andre's thing. She's talking about the beach back home. Yeah, and, and obviously she wants to bring Grey Worm to go, go for a swim, right? Mm. So that's it. Once he showed that, like, yes, I would love to do that. And he said it as well. Like, we've never seen it from him before where he said, like, you know, I'm going to put all this down. I'm done with all yeah. this, done with our queen. Mm. This is the end of the road. That's it. Well, this is a classic of the World War II movies. Yeah. Mm. The little soldier who's, so we are going to have to war, Johnny? Well, I'm going back home. The, the picture I've, got, of I've his, got the picture yeah. of my girl, my Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to buy a farm and we're going to raise kids. And then mm. we got bang, right in the middle of the forehead. Yeah. Usually yeah. first to die. Yes. So 100%. for that, we're going to put Grey Worm and Miss Andre quite high in the list of mm. potential deaths next week. If it's not one, it's going to be the other. Yeah. Also, they shared the kiss. Thank you, Sakti, for those wise words about those about to die. But they're not the only ones. Mm. We had a surprise return. We, Olivia, we had Theon yes. making a shock return. So Theon comes back, and the first person he goes to see is Sansa, um, with whom he has, you know, ha- has a rapport because they're the only two people left to fully understand what it has been like to have lived with Ramsay Bolton. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they I, know pain. Yes, mm. and, um, and 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 therefore they've shared this a rather surprising connection for me, I think. Um, but that that was the first time this episode we've really seen Sansa, you know let her emotional wall down and she runs to hug Theon and, um, and in front of Daenerys who she's been so careful to keep her wall up around and therefore this whole redemption arc just sort of indicates to me that Theon has, is going to cop it in the next episode particularly when he mm. says that he is going to defend Bran mm. at the Godswood with his Ironborn and that's just kind of a signal for the Night King Because too. Bran is well, Bran claims he's the target of yes. the Night yeah. King. Yeah. So they're going to put him out as bait, bait. to Brand some bait. extent. Brand bait. Brand yeah. bait. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brand. Theon says, 
I'll defend him. Yes, because he showed such a great record of doing that before, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But he did have the pretty surprising hug from Sansa. Yeah. Quite an emotional. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just surprising in front of Danny. I mean, I was shocked by it. Yeah. I've never seen a react that like that towards him before. And you know, in the final montage of couples spending their time together, we get the shot of Theon and Sansa just sitting there, you know, fiddling with stuff. Sharing soup? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, the target is definitely on Theon there. It was also a big episode for Brienne of Tarth. Uh, Melissa? Yeah, so I really think that Brienne is going to die in the next episode. Mm. Uh, just because I think in this episode, things kind of went really well for her. Right, you see her uh, get to meet Jamie again. Uh, she stands up for him. Uh, they have their little like friendship moment, and then when they come into that room uh, in the fireplace where there's all of them there, she gets knighted. Jamie says like, you know, another knight can also bestow the honor. At first, although she kind of like, um, no, maybe I don't need it, but you can see it in her eyes that this is something she has dreamed of. Always yeah. wanted. Yeah, she's always wanted, and I think to have. To give her that, and know, and we know that she's going to lead the left flank, yes, right, yeah. in in the battle. So she's going to be right up front in the battle. So now that she has got her moment of glory, right, yeah. I think she's primed. Yeah, she can die happy essentially. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I refuse. I refuse to allow that. No. Why? If Brienne, di if Brienne dies, then we lose the best ship in the show. No. Brienne yes. and Tommen. No, the best ship is Kenya. No, no. Hi, on enough with your Kenya. No, yes. on the battlefield. <laughs> So all this time, right, she's been reacting to Tommen like super awkwardly. She doesn't know how to react with him, right? Because he's so upfront about his love for yeah, her. Yeah. Where she's going like, I, I don't get this guy, he's so his weird. His first words when he gets back to Winterfell is, is the big woman still here? <laughs> but yeah, eyes on the price, he always eyes <laughs> on the price. I think that once they fight together, right, then that's when she'll like kind of respect him also. So you, mm. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to like, them on the battlefield together. Well, it's not just one ship, is it? It's two ships. Because mm. there's yeah. Brian and Jamie. Oh, yeah, it's a triangle. Triangle, yeah, it's a triangle. Ah, <laughs> a shipping triangle. Yeah. But I think this episode, Gwendolyn Christie, was just the best. Mm. Mm. Every little nuance that she was <clears throat> acting, uh, the, the wobble of the lip when she was being knighted, just perfection. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. In yeah. a episode of middling performances, which we'll get to later. <laughs> Of course, one of the more surprising deaths would be Tyrion. Exactly, I agree. I believe someone, Arianto, <laughs> has oh. some views on how Tyrion might die next episode. Yes, so. I do. Okay, the thing is, I know you guys don't agree. Yeah. No. Right? All of you all don't agree. I still stand strong that, yes, Tyrion is going to die simply because right from episode one we see you know he's, he's been foreshadowing his death with all with whatever he says and in this episode he was just walking uh with a danny in front and then danny says oh i trusted you and all that eventually it ended off the, the conversation between him and uh varies and uh jorah jorah right yeah and then he says oh at the end of it all one of you is going to take over as uh hand of the king or queen mm, right yeah. I thought that foreshadowed, so that's one. And then the second one would be when he was just overlooking and then he had this uh, conversation saying that he's going to go back to the King's Landing and, and tear uh, Cersei into bits. As a white. As a white, yes. exactly. That. And then the third one would be in the room as well. They were having uh, wine and they were chit-chatting, having fun. 
and then you see that you know he was still holding on to that glimmer of hope for what, for whatever reason to say that yeah we will actually eventually survive and then everybody kind of just snorted and like didn't well it's that anything. tone change isn't it it's, it's, yeah. it's that kind of uh, gallows humor of exactly hey, look we're, we're all gonna die exactly, exactly. and then just say you know actually, I think we can make it and yeah. as soon as someone says I think we can make it Bang. that's when <laughs> exactly and I've said it right like I think he 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 has um, reach his arc, like, you know, he has served his purpose of bringing them together. And then, you know, the fact that he has, I don't know, somehow became stupid, you know, with his decisions. Precisely because of that, he needs to go back up. Yes. Precisely because of his stupidity, he's going to die. Really? Okay, yeah. so, so he, has, okay. he has made stupid decisions and that's very not Tyrion. Tyrion yeah. is, I still believe, the smartest character yeah, in yeah. the book. Uh, in, in the in the series as and well. Varies as well, and so he needs to have that that arc where he reclaims that position. Okay, he reclaims and dies. He's just had this <laughs> endless dissing. Sansa last week was like, "I thought you were the smartest person I knew." <laughs> clearly not. And then, um, so he needs to get that. He needs to do something really intelligent at least before he dies. So you agree, he'll die. Eventually, but not in this episode. <laughs> I don't think there's time for that. Well, what I would counter die? that by saying that okay. either he redeems himself as the smartest person in the room right. or it is revealed that all the stupid things he, he had done mm. there's some insidious reason behind it oh, <gasps> and he doesn't die he gets killed <gasps> oh. whatever it is I mean he's just gonna you just wanna see him out. die I, I just wanna see him die exactly because the thing is you everybody have a likes your death wish for too many characters no, yeah. no okay everybody likes Tyrion we all agree on that Yes. But you see, the thing with this Game of Thrones is that, you know, the, the characters you like, they just die. And that's how life is, right? Well, speaking of which, <laughs> next episode, we are calling it that a big character has to die to give the whole thing stakes. Yeah. Now, there may be a little squeal of anguish when I say this. I think it could be either Arya no. or Gendry. No! I told Gendry, you, no. there's the cry. <laughs> it's not that time yet. It's not that time yet. Yeah. Yes, but going off the horror movie trope, those who have sex get killed <laughs> straight away. And Arya and Gendry got it on. After some oh, sickening, sickening googly eyes and sickening flirting earlier on, it was so rom-com. But yeah, I reckon Arya, a nice big character, or Gendry, eh, I don't know. To, you know, give someone uh, the vengeance stakes. But yeah, I reckon Arya or Gendry is due for the chop next episode. Or they could be the power couple. <laughs> no, save no. all of them. Look, think about it. Gendry no, think about it. She is a fighter. She is a maker of weapons. <laughs> perfect, perfect combination. Hey, don't they forget, the world. next episode is 88 minutes? 80, around mm -hmm. that? 80, around 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 88 minutes. minutes. That's feature movie length already yeah that's a lot of time to have a lot of people hanging around so that's who we think is going to cop it in episode three potentially mm. there is a lot of other stuff that happened in this episode though despite no action danny and sansa this was a summit meeting the two big powers you can't really count john he's clearly just confused yeah he doesn't want any yeah. of it john these are the superpowers danny sansa they have a heart to heart this was a, a tension builder I think this is actually my favorite scene from yes. the from this episode mm. because really? um, the two of them um, 
both very well dressed women. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. So <laughs> super love their outfits. Uh, that leather, the Sansa's leather corset. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> if I could have that. Anyway, um, so because the two of them have been set against each other and with John in between, and to have them come and Danny, Danny, you know, decide to step forward and extend the olive branch to Sansa, and you know, sort of complimentary even, and she's mm. like, you, I think you're really intelligent, and Sansa is like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and, uh, and but the, you know they, they um, so the Daenerys is expressing respect for Sansa, mm. and they're almost about to come to a sort of a entente, you know, where uh, we we thought that that Sa she was going to offer Sansa a place on her on her yeah. council, yeah. Mm. right? But yeah. we didn't get there because there's one thing that Sansa is still holding out for, and that is for the freedom of the North, and. Daenerys is not ready to give that yet, and mm. so she was. She had a hand on Sansa's, and then Sansa said, "What about the North?" And Daenerys just withdraws it. It was like a snap, and I felt like the way they showed it, there might be more to it than than, or maybe they're just trying to kind of signal to us that this going, this is going to come back. This conversation is going to come back, or mm. yeah, yeah, something I that yeah. Think so. Well, I this think? this is the big change in Daenerys, yeah. as we've been discussing. Mm. It's mentioned twice about how she's not really going to get the full Seven Kingdoms yeah. or the throne at all. John, stupidly, although do we have to say stupidly, it's what he does naturally. John decides the best moment to break it to his girlfriend's throat and that he's actually above her in the ranking is five minutes before the White Walkers arrive at Winterfell. Which, of course, I mean, why wouldn't you want to cause a rift just before you go into battle together? He tells uh, Daenerys that he is Aegon Targaryen, six of his name. She does not take it very well at all. Further to what we were saying last week, this seems like more seeds germinating of the Mad Queen being Daenerys rather than Cersei. Mm. I think what happened immediately after he said it and her response, I thought that was very telling as well. The first thing that came to her mind was, hey, what, what, what happens to our relationship? That was not what she said. She said, that means, you know, you're above me in the ranking, as you mm. said. And I feel mm. it shows where her head's at. Mm. And I don't know, like, you know. Well, actually, John's the first thing that she said was, who told you this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your weird brother and your best friend who's got no <laughs> evidence for this and you're going to believe them. So you, f you feel that she is also in denial in some way? Oh, massively. Yeah. So th this is where the big rift is going to come. Yeah, I think, I think she's definitely changed in where her, her motivations are. I think er in earlier seasons, we could see that she wanted to rule and she wanted to take leadership. A lot of it was because she wanted, one, she wanted revenge, but she also wanted to save people, mm. right? She wanted to free the slaves. She wanted to be this good queen ruler. She wanted to break the wheel. Yes. But now she is becoming the wheel. Yes, correct. And mm. then now everything she's, she everything she says and she does shows that she has this sense of entitlement. She, she deserves the throne. Yeah. She wants the seven kingdoms. So every time somebody is impinging on that dream, right, mm. then she's like, why are you trying to take this away from me? this is rightfully mine. So yeah. that happens with Sansa. Mm -hmm. When Sansa says, you know, we fought for the North, we've reclaimed it, what happens to the North? And then she's like, I thought it was already mine. Yeah. <laughs> and same for when like John is talking to her, the first question she asks is not, you know, what's going to happen, what, what, what does that mean for us or whatever. Uh, the first question is, can you prove it? 
And like, what are you going to do about it? Like, because I still want to be queen. Well, her eyes said, hell no. They were wide-eyed and she was like, no, this is not happening. I've already got your sister saying she wants the North and now she doesn't have a leg to stand on or a throne to sit on, mm. even. Mm. I don't know. I feel like the... You made a good point about you know her dreaming about the throne. Yeah. And we had that exact dream, I think, what, season two? Yeah. And that, that in that scene, what happened was she went to take the throne and then she turns away. So I don't know how I feel about this Mad Queen thing. Oh. I mm. feel like maybe she... Maybe it's, once again, it's a red herring, you know, they're building her up to be like this person who's going to be power mad, mm. but maybe we'll do the right thing in the end. But in our death stakes, do you not think there might be a, a part in the battle in episode three where she <laughs> decides, you know, I could just off John right now, nudge him off the dragon, which is your original yes, thing, right? Yes. He's going to fall from a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, possibly just uh, get rid of John in the midst of battle. Who would know any different yeah. than, hey, she's still a queen. Kind I think there's a be. possibility that there would be that moment. And then we would see how ambitious she actually is when she, when she hesitates to whether or not she should save John. But I think that then, like, her love for him is real. That is what will make her still save him. Do you, you mean think she's mind? actually in love with him? Yes. Never really? mind the fact yes. that she is the aunt. Yeah. Well, yeah. that aside, I mean, that's Targaryen. That, that's just really Targaryen. But <laughs> do you honestly think like that she's in love with him? Yeah. I think he's in love with her. I don't know that she's in love oh, with him. Oh, he's definitely in love with her. But I think she is in love with him as well. She's taken on a lot of his advice. Um, a lot of She was listened to Tyrion before. To and she listens to Jorah today. Yeah, but she doesn't sleep with them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. I, I have to say though that this part, you know, this whole... Okay, this episode, I quite sympathise with John actually. You know, I know all this while I want John to die and da-da-da. <laughs> but this episode, okay, I kind of sympathise with him because, you know, his interaction or the lack of it actually with Daenerys, this uh, episode is, is quite telling, right? That he was trying his best to avoid her and all mm. that. And I think, you know, the dilemma is of course, one, how do I tell Danny mm. that I am the rightful heir, as it were. And then secondly also, I think he probably has figured it out that uh, Daenerys is his aunt. And I know in this world, in, in, in this, you know, um, Game of Thrones world, it doesn't matter, right, whether it's in ancestral or not, but the fact that Jon has, has always had this moral compass mm. that he follows. So... I, well, the Starks I, aren't the Targaryens. Yeah. yeah, and that too as well, right? So I think he's also battling with that as well, that, you know, oh, man, I just, you know... Uh, slept with my aunt. It was also a big episode for Jamie Lannister. Such a big change from season one. Mm. Of course, he met his victim of the window push in Bran. He reunited with Brienne. And yeah, he's a changed man. He is a humbled man. He comes close to getting the chop in the first five minutes of the episode, thanks to Daenerys' hypocritical idea of, well, you killed my family. I, why shouldn't I kill you? Path of redemption. Olivia, what do you feel about Jamie? Well, I rewatched the first season and uh, I've had forgotten how horrible Jamie was. <laughs> he was, you know, even after Cer Cersei says to him, uh, what if the boy wakes up and he discovers that and he tells everyone that we were sleeping together? He's like, then I'll just kill them all. It's fine. But, you know, <laughs> and then to have him come back and uh, to make and to meet Bran again and Bran's just casually reminding him of this. He's like, the, th 
things we do for love. That was a yeah. real shade thrown there by Bran. But he's come, uh, he's come really far. He's shown himself to be a character of empathy, and uh, I think his connection with Brienne as well um, is. Yeah. Is I think I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say that it was the catalyst for what changed him. I wouldn't want to reduce Brienne to being a catalyst for someone else's redemption arc. But at the same time, their relationship has been something truly beautiful to watch. Yeah. And mm. leading up mm. to the knighting scene, which I think at the beginning we were a bit uncertain about. We thought it might have been slightly condescending, because Brienne has you know always been like, oh, I don't need to be knighted. It's uh, right, that would be right. submitting to the patriarchy. But then when they actually actually did it, it didn't come across as that because they're such fantastic. Actors. Yeah, and it wasn't Jamie, you know, going, "Oh yes, now I invest you with the trappings of systemic patriarchy." <laughs> it was Jamie recognizing that he had been part of this system which was broken, and he had done so many terrible things in the name of the system. And he went, now he's got the chance to do this one good thing, which is to make this woman, you know, yeah. you know, to realize the, what she's always dreamed of. Oh man, that pushes Jamie quite high up in the top of the game. But I thought there's some wonderful, so many wonderful scenes with Jamie and Brienne. I thought when, uh, after he's talking to Tyrion on the on the parapet, yeah. and he, Tyrion turns around and he's gone. And Jamie's running up and running alongside <laughs> Brienne like uh, a schoolboy in love. Yeah. He, he's eager, he's, he's not this uh, swaggering, you know, <laughs> Idiot who's just like, yeah, well, how, how are you doing? Slayer. He's like, oh, hi, Brian, how are you doing? No. Uh, do you mind if I come along? No, so I, I didn't see it that way as, as he was trying to, like, I didn't see him as a schoolboy <laughs> chasing her. Oh, it's I, a man with a man with a crush, a man so happy really? to see someone else. It, yeah, there was, there was something real puppy dog about it. For me, it's more of like, he knows uh, when the last he saw her, uh, was when he lost his hand, and mm. like uh, like Olivia was saying, like she has been there for him uh, at his worst or at his lowest, mm. right? So she she's also seen him turn from this sort of douchey character into who he is today, who uh, someone that we all that we all are cheering for, yep. right? And I think for him it was sort of just paying her back for what she has done for him because. When he came to Winterfell, she was the one who stuck her neck out for him and say, "Yeah, I'll vouch for him. I'll vouch for this." She was saying she saved his life again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think when he when he got down from from the parapet and went to talk to her, saying, "You know, I, I heard you're taking the left flank. Can I fight with you?" I think that was his way of under saying under your command, right? That's what yeah, he said. Uh, exactly, under your yeah. command. I think that's him acknowledging her for who she is mm. and saying that I, I respect that and I honor that and yeah. Well, <clears throat> there is one other aspect of today's episode, one that has divided us as a panel, one that could always start a war between us. It was a very talky episode. There were some cute moments, some cuter than others. In fact, there was comedy. It was possibly the funniest episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> yep. there has ever yes. been. Mm. And with that, it is now my least favorite episode of Game oh, of Thrones. It did not work what? for me. No, no, okay. It does not work for me. Please have at it. <laughs> Why am I wrong? No, I think it's it's because they're all preparing for the big battle Correct. in episode three, right? And this is their last moments together. You just want to keep it lighthearted. You know, you, you just want to look at the Do positive. You? Yeah, right? You yeah, know, before exactly. you go on. It's a standard, I feel once again, standard TV yeah. trope that, you know, 
before it gets very, very terrible. Oh, it can be light-hearted. It can be lighter mm. than the battle, of course. But mm -hmm. this was outright comedy. At parts of this were a rom-com. No, it wasn't the like rom -com slapstick. The rom-com was bad. Like. It wasn't slapstick. Yeah, it wasn't slapstick. Yeah. yeah so it no, it doesn't have to be slapstick, but it was out-and-out -out jokes. There was funny quips from all sides coming in. Are you opposed to jokes? <laughs> But, but you see, the thing is, no. I think it sets up right, for the next episode. Like we, it, I feel you know. Okay, now we we really uh, connect with the characters, and you know we we've seen them, and you know and and have this, I don't know, sort of like an emotional connection to them. And then eventually in episode three later on, then you know that's when, when they start dying one by one, including mm. Jon Snow. See how I slipped that in. <laughs> You know, then the, the impact will be there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think these are also characters. You like these are people who know that their deaths are coming. Yeah. Or that death is coming, right? Yeah. They all know what's at stake. They all know uh, the White Walkers and 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 what that means. So I think the the jokes and the resolving of relationships yeah. and the even you know having like one night together, all of that, right? Is it's the way people cope. react, yeah, yeah and, and it's the way people cope. Yeah. Uh, so even though it might be kind of a trope or it kind of might be kind of cliche, I think it's it's fine. It's good. I didn't mind Torman's ridiculous horn, <laughs> or indeed his ridiculous story, or indeed his ridiculous way that he drank. From the horn, <laughs> right? Okay, so everything which else, parts, which, part, which, which comedy? Which yeah. comedy okay, comedy I really yeah. didn't like uh, Arya and Gendry oh, in the forge because the that was so rom-com. There were loads of other bits that were just like, really? Do you need? It felt like the production worrying that we can't have just an hour of drama and then just knee-jerking and say, okay, put lots of funny lines in, give everyone a funny line to say. Good lines. Good lines. <laughs> Some of them were. I mean, did you not love the part where the hound threatens to throw Beric Dondarrion I off the wall? Oh, right. And yeah. he was like, it's yes. turning into I think a that, was on, that was the only bit that was in character. I think that's what you would say. Yeah, yeah, because it's the hound. And mm, he right. casually threatens violence on people all the time. And it's mm -hmm. very amusing. And he threw in a reference to the Red Wedding without even intending to, I think. Did yeah. he? Yes, <laughs> he was like, it's turning into a bloody wedding. Ah, oh, yes, right. yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> That is actually that's the line I didn't like. <laughs> it's, it seemed it seemed too modern. It seemed too you know that's the kind of thing that you have a a, a modern wedding, but you know all these people turning as up as opposed to a Game of Thrones wedding where everyone dies, which is what's happening next episode. Anyway, I thought it should have ended with a theme song from Friends. It was that squirming with comedy. <laughs> Okay, well, that is where we'll leave it for this episode. Mm. Do join us again after episode three, where we'll have discussed, cogitated, and probably argued over the events of the big battle against the White Walkers. Until then, and another episode of Join the Watch, Valar Mugulis. That was an SBH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.